Good morning, good morning. Uh, here I am back again, Brenda Eshin Shoshana, for another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And it's lovely, lovely to be back here with you on this cool, cloudy morning. Misty. I could see, I can feel the spring trying to, to work its way through the clouds. The cold weather drifting out, the cool weather leaving, the warm weather coming. Changing, changing. Everyday life. You know, it looks the same and it's changing, changing, changing. Right in front of our eyes all the time. But somehow we don't see the subtle, simple changes. Not only of the weather, not only of the seasons but of our own lives, our own selves, our own hearts, our own friends. Always expecting things to be the same, and if they're not, we're quite in an uproar. Oh dear, oh dear, this is not what I expected. (laughs) Let's look at that phrase, because actually it's such a common phrase, and it's such a wonderful Zen koan. (laughs) This is not what I expected. So many, 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 many expectations we come into this everyday life with. So many. Some of them seem to be inbuilt. Others come from our families, what we're taught, what we're believing, what we're hoping, what we're dreaming, what we we think we deserve, what we expect, what we're entitled to. And and that seems to be the one of the great forces that moves our life on day by day. What I'm expecting, what I'm deserving, what I need. And do we notice behind all of this are two big errors, mistakes, that cause so much of the confusion and the pain that we go through. What are those mistakes? Me, 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 what I expect, what I desire, what I want, what I deserve. What is the commonality in all of those phrases? I, 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 me, me, me. Our lives are not life-centered, but self-centered. It's about me. Excuse me, I'm sorry. And not only is it about me, but I become the standard for what is right, what should be, what must be. We don't have any other standard. It's what I believe, what I want, what I feel. Now, all of these so-called personal standards are very evanescent. They're, They're just like feathers blowing in the wind or flower petals blowing in the wind. They come, they go, they change, they shift. There's not a real root beneath them. We're not rooted. These beliefs aren't rooted in anything that's much more than a belief or a hope or a passing wish or a dream or what someone said. Or we look at someone else, well, look what they have and I don't have it. Why is that? I better devote the rest of my life to getting that too. And that is the basis, one of the big bases of how, of the way we function in life and how we operate. 
And it's nothing to blame yourself about. You know, in Zen practice, we don't blame ourselves or judge ourselves. We notice it deeply, profoundly. We experience it by sitting and sitting and sitting time and again, breath by breath. We sit in the silence. We don't move. And why don't we move? Because when we're moving all around, our bodies are moving, our minds are moving. It's really an enormous distraction from what is happening right now. And it's a way to keep ourselves from really seeing who we are and what's going on in our life. You know, there are so many forms of therapy, so many forms of recovery, so many forms of renewal. And each one, each one is a very positive thing for someone, not putting anything down because there are all kinds of medicines in the world, all kinds of plants, trees, medicines, doctors, modalities. And, and there are also all kinds of beings who need different things at different times. So it's not about rejecting it, but it's about seeing what is going on. And from the Zen point of view, for those who are drawn to this practice, the best medicine, or one of the best medicines, is just not moving, sitting in the silence and seeing, which is the same as being with whatever is happening right now, whatever is truly happening. Now, when I say seeing, I don't mean sitting back and judging, observing and judging. I don't mean distancing ourselves from life. I mean allowing life to be just as it is, sitting in the silence and allowing whatever arises to arise, whatever leaves to leave, allowing. That's a huge word, and we say it. And actually, by doing this practice, we are training ourselves in the process of allowing. <clears throat> Just like the sky. The sky allows clouds to arise as they do. It holds them. It, it creates a great space for them to arise in and depart. Melt. Morph. And similarly, there's an inner sky <clears throat> within us, which allows allows people to be exactly as they are when they appear in front of us. It's like, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. And rather than hate them, judge them, fix them, change them, they, we're in effect saying, welcome. Would you like a cup of tea? Mm, how beautiful. Would you like a cup of tea? Meaning, can I nourish you somehow? I'll drink some tea. You drink some tea. Together we're taking a cup of tea. Together. That's the main word here, together. <clears throat> You're not out there. I'm not here. We're not separate. We're not fighting. We're not opposing each other. We're drinking the very same cup of tea. Now, we may not actually have a cup of tea, but that symbolizes, and it's nice, by the way, to also enjoy a cup of tea, but it symbolizes 
the oneness between ourselves and whatever comes into our world today. And the reason I say today is because this is not some vague theory that's applicable who knows where and when. It's right now, today, here in your very life. Sometimes when we hear about Zen practice or Buddhist practice in general, it can seem very far away, very intimidating, very difficult to ever attain. You can read sometimes in the sutras, oh, many, many, this takes many, many lifetimes, and you have to first get rid of this and be that and do this and on and on. And then you'll reach a state of being an arhat or a stream enter or, or whatever names, and that's a very wonderful very wonderful template, a wonderful way of looking at it, and I'm, and there's much truth in it, but it's also dangerous because it can make us feel that this is impossible for us. Have I ever met anyone who never had any anger, hatred, who was only compassionate, who was deserving of these titles? And if not, does it mean my life has been wasted doing this? So Zen practice takes somewhat of a little different approach, or maybe a, quite a different approach, and it says, no, everything right now is here. It's here, it's available to you, to you today. I love that. To you today, very specific. It's not in some distant future, it's not in some ancient past. It's here in your consciousness, in your world, in your life today. And very, very much the same today. You can turn your life around just today and start to practice. You know, for me, that moment when we begin, when we just sit down in the midst of sorrow, many thoughts, many memories, <coughs> much fear, whatever is going on inside, in the midst of all that, we just sit down with it, not rejecting it or ourselves or trying to decide what level we're at. We just sit down in the middle of it and say, yes, okay, here I am. Wow, what a moment that is. Wow, what bravery that that demonstrates. What courage, what beauty, what power, what hope. Just sit down in the middle of everything that's going on in your life and not to fight it off. Don't sit there to fight it off. Don't sit there to reject it or get control of it, or power over it. That's not the deep Zen way, no. The deep Zen way is to just sit in the middle of all of it, to know it, to make friends with it, to become it, because that's what we are at the moment. And then another moment where something else, it passes, changes, morphs. And as we sit in the middle of it, we begin to really, really grasp what our life is and what our life isn't. Mm. 
And at that moment, a little gasho, a bow, which means thank you, thank you, thank you. And when it also means we don't have to be any other than we are right now. Maybe broken, feeling broken, maybe lost. All of that, that's all fine. That's very fine. In fact, I recall at one point Pema Chodron saying, all the ways that we are broken and suffering, that's fertilizer for the soil. It's fertilizer for our practice. We need fertilizer. And when we put fertilizer into regular soil, that helps vegetables and flowers and everything grow rich and beautiful. So all of what's going, whatever's going on in your life, it does not mean that you're falling short, <laughs> that you failed, that whatever you've done is worthless, not at all. <clears throat> I know people who have practiced for many, many, many years, and then they say, oh, I have such suffering today. Mm. How interesting. Does it mean that their practice has been worthless? No. No. It means that they are able to know what's going on, to feel it, to taste it, to receive it, and to let it have its own journey. They won't, that suffering that they're feeling won't most likely knock them apart. They'll still be able to sit right through it, to wash the dishes, to hug their child. It'll be like the rustle of leaves in the wind rather than a heavy branch knocking them on the head and taking them down. Big difference, big difference, big difference. In fact, our life that day may be more beautiful as a result of the suffering. We may feel more deeply. We may become more sensitive to someone else because of it. So it's a very different trajectory here. We would say that the pain is not bad. It's not a, anger is not bad. Fear is not bad. It just is there. When we embrace it fully, it leaves. And that's the truth. That's just like a law of gravity. When we go on a roof and we drop a penny, it will fall to the floor. When you embrace whatever comes to you fully, offer it a cup of tea, it drinks the tea with you, and it changes. It, 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 it transforms into something else all by itself. It's not your job to change it, just to give it a cup of green tea, <laughs> to embrace it, not to hate it, not to judge it. And maybe also from certain points of view in the Zen world, not to strive to transcend it either. I want to become another level, so I won't feel this anymore. I'll never feel it again. Well, fine, maybe I'm sure there are people who do enter that state of being. They won't feel any anger anymore, any fear anymore, anything anymore. That's just, that's them. That's where they are. But, okay. But, you know, let's have a deep, deep, deep trust for the actual process of dharma and of life itself as it goes. One state isn't better than another. It's just different from another. And whatever state you are in right now, today, sit 
down in the middle of it. Wow, that is so beautiful. It so gives such hope and courage. Just sit down in the middle of it, which means even if you're walking on the street and you get hit by all kinds of emotions and upset, be in the middle of it. That's what I mean by sit down. I mean, I mean it on the cushion too when you can, but if you're walking and you can't, if you're at work, if you're at the playground with a child, just be present fully in the middle of what's happening. Feel it, allow it, give it a cup of tea. Include it, include it, include it in your heart, include it in your life. Wow, and I tell you, Every day then will be a beautiful day, which it is already anyway, but it will be a beautiful day for you. So thank you very, very much for listening. I love hearing from you. You can always reach me at topspeaker at yahoo.com. And the URL for this broadcast, which is actually almost three years now, is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And let's end this morning's podcast by together, sitting together and enjoying a cup of wonderful tea. Thank you. Bye-bye.